come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh. Or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Hey, everyone. This is Jose Gillian, the owner of All House Barbecue, located in Louisville and Carrollton. You can find us at allhousebbq.com, and we are the proud new sponsor of Alexandra and Friends. Come and see us. Good evening. Welcome to Alexandra and Friends 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you by... Roberto Perez, Miller Title, Texas. And our podcast is brought to you by Joe Guillen of Old House Barbecue, located in Louisville and in Carrollton. And this evening we have a very special event. Uh, we are going to be, uh, it's going to be the three of us this evening yeah. participating will be Courtney, who has been on vacation. She looks fabulous. Somebody asked me today, what does she look like? She looks like a movie star. Oh, thank Hi, you. Hi, Courtney. Welcome Hi. back. Did you have a good vacation? No, have you been to San Diego before? No, but yes. Yes, of course. No, no, no. What part of San Diego? We were uh, we were stationed at the Naval Base. What? Oh, really? In front of the microphone. They're fighting Alexandra. over the microphone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about this because... Well, let's first, before we do that, oh, and Michael. the most important... Yes, Michael. No. Oh. The what? Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, you're right. Let's do it. Okay. Yes, let's do it. Here's my kids. I so this evening we're doing a different kind of show. We're not having a guest. It's going to be us because it's before the 4th of July, which is a great time of the year. And the other is kind of summer. We want to just talk about us mm-hmm. because this is our show. Right. So we have the right to just do whatever we do want. Do whatever to. we want. And where is where is Roberto? Let's see. Where is Roberto? That's what I we need to get you in Roberto here. Roberto is. I yeah. don't know where Billy is. And but no, you know, who, who you know who's here? We're here. We're here. And that's all that, that's matters. All that matters. And we've got our, producer, our producer, Michael. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yes. And he said today that uh, he set the stage and the expectation. He's a little hoarse. And so he told us that his voice will not be awesome tonight. So yes. if y'all could just bear with his voice. Oh, that's my great. My voice is not awesome today, well, but I can make it sound. You missed a fabulous show last week. Tell me. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Michael and I had a ball. It Michael was great. Was into it, right? Yes, I was. I was totally into it. Wow. I love hearing about music production and I rock and too. roll days. That's so awesome. Especially the Beatles, because I yeah. got to see them. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, it was so amazing. And the I remember the Ed Sullivan show my grandmother used to watch and the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I remember they were all my grandmother said, don't you ever watch that. So. That's not for young <laughs> That was ladies. a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. my when God, yeah. Them and Elvis and sure. everything oh, came yes. out. And it was corruption yes. oh. and uh-huh. it was bad stuff. It was an amazing time. But it was the 60s were the best. Mm-hmm. Why? Why was it I don't know. Best? I graduated in 66, <laughs> 67. What do you think? Why Why do people say that? Why are the 60s the best compared to now with all of mm. the technology and um, that's it? All of the technology. options. And I mean, now, you know, we've got some things that we need to discuss as far as certain rights and rules and laws being changed. But I mean, you know, it's 
is it more free now than it was in the 60s, how they said that it's was a, a different time? I'm not talking about free. You, you know, I grew up in the 60s. Well, I graduated from, from school in 1967, okay? But uh, the thing about it is it was during the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and the Beatles and Elvis Presley. And everybody sort of, and it was kind of, we, we would meet at coffee shops. It was a, a people mm-hmm. time. We all met. We all talked. We Families would get together. They were different, you know, just different world. Alexandra, that's how I remember the 90s. Do you? It was essentially the same way, just take out a couple of people's names. But, yeah, I mean, without the technology. and we Without met the at technology, places, we, yes. Yeah, it was a okay, time. well, let me ask you this. Well, what about my kids now, your kids in, in 20 years? Do you think they're going to say the same and say, I was able to connect with people that I couldn't get together with once every couple of years for family outings. I could FaceTime them or I could Skype them or Zoom them. I mean, what are their memories going to be like? Because they, even though it's not person to person all the time, there's still that connection, right? You still get to connect with people and talk with them and see them. So I guess I'm, every generation has a different aspect. viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess I just, I'm not into, to, I, I love technology to work with, but. You know, when you have to call your grandchild on the text and say dinner is ready. Yeah, it's just a sign of the time. So instead of what, blowing a whistle or ringing a bell? Right. Or hollering. Mm -hmm. Hollering. I still holler. Get off that phone and get to dinner. There we go. So let's talk about last week because I know I was gone, but I was, I, I, yes, tell us all about your trip. California as a vacation spot. And that's, that was something that I never would have done, um, especially in, the current uh, climate of our wonderful nation. But <laughs> San Diego checked all the boxes of what I was looking for. And San Diego has restored my faith in California. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I know. So I did not meet one grumpy, nasty, mean person. Everyone was very nice. Now, my Uber drivers were uh, pulled from different areas of California, New Jersey, Mass. So their views were a little bit different, and they made sure to share them with us Texas gals. Um, but we just kept our mouth shut, and they were very polite about it and they provided their opinion we moved on that was the only interaction we had that i felt you know where i got a little tense right i was like oh you know talking about aoc and how brilliant she is and things like that i'm like okay just dial it back a little bit but it was a 10 minute uber ride i i could handle it and then um we went to um tory pines state national National. reserve whatever it is Uh and that is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And it is like 15 different ecosystems with every turn. You walk down, you're at the beach. You walk down, you're in a canyon. You walk down, it's a desert, palm trees, all green. I mean, it's the craziest thing. It was six miles. Um, it took us four hours to hike. And the girlfriend that I went with, we just had fun. We were making TikToks and doing dances and doing on. I'll have to show you, Michael, because you're not on my Facebook. But um, we had a really good time. And... San Diego weather is perfect. It felt cool at times. And so I have I have great recommendations. We also rented e-bikes and we went all over the city and we got massages. And what else did we do? Oh, the best part was it, you know, I have this idea that when my youngest is graduated, I'm going to sell this dang house. I'm sick of paying for it. Take my money, invest it, and then get me a camper van. Right. So I I'm, I know. Listen, I've been having this <coughs> this thought for a couple of years. Well, where we stayed in San Diego, a part of Ocean Beach, it's all camper van livers. And it was the coolest thing livers? to see. Livers. L-I-V-E-R-S? Camper van livers. What, are you, oh. what else do you call them? Dwellers. 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 I thought she said livers. Li- I did. She did say livers. I did say livers. <laughs> but 
it was just such a different pace and it was so neat to see the vans backed up against the beach and that's your view and you just just park that old bad boy right in the the back of the parking lot and you get to wake up and see the sunrise or the sunset. I think sunset. that's a beautiful idea. I and love it. Absolutely. I'm I'm there with you. Listen, I did make a mistake and I had a a dumb moment cuz I just said it again because I'm stupid at the, you know, whatever. But I I said to my friend we were up early one morning. I said, "Let's go see the sunrise." And you know, I walked down to the beach. I walked down to the beach to try and see the sunrise. The sunrise is not where the no. sun sets. No, it's the other direction. <laughs> it was the other, the other direction. direction. Yeah. So we just yeah. looped around and we saw it. But, um, <coughs> but yeah, we had a really good time. There's lots to do. We did see the naval base, which got me excited because um, I think I told you Taylor is applying to mm-hmm. the Air Force and the Naval Academy. And so we've started that process. And I was like, you need to find the job that goes to San Diego. Just a second. Don't, mm-hmm. don't forget to talk to Jacob. Flickinger, who was the our Navy recruiter, remember yes. he was here. Yes, we are getting one one young man by the name of uh, Ivan, who is going to be joining. From he heard our tape, but he's joining. Awesome. Here. Well, and now you are so well connected. Do you have any in or connections to our Congress people or the senators? You, you are for recommendation. Uh, yeah, yes, for the recommendation. recommendation. Um, you are in We're Van, Collin County. Van, Van, Taylor. Van Taylor is not listen, there. Van listen. Taylor is gone. So, well, he's he, the replacement. I don't know who the replacement is. Oh, hasn't. I'll get it for you. Okay, and that's yeah. something. And it was funny because my my daughter's dad. He's like, "We're not getting a recommendation from Van Taylor." And I said, "Well, who's the only option for?" No, our you, well, he's not. He's not because he's not. Yeah, Congress. He he lost. But I'll get it for you. And also, we'll get um, if I can get a, one of the colonels. One of our people that were here, mm-hmm. recommendations, we can get them also. Remember, we have, we've had great, amazing. Uh, yep. So how we, here. she goes through the application process and she needs to get a nomination. a nomination. And so she's starting that process. She's going to be a junior. She's applying for summer seminar. And we actually um, are going out to Annapolis in um, August, the, the beginning we'll, of August. We'll talk to Flickinger also because he's mm-hmm. a recruiter for the mm-hmm. Navy. He can get rolling. Yeah. He's already got uh, this young man in the process. They're, he graduates next year. And he's already on this for the program. academy, or just to be for the enlisted. Oh, okay, also, yeah, awesome. I'm going to have our congresswoman in Carrollton. Uh, you're in Allen, right? Let me talk to the our congressman, our congresswoman. Yeah, we're going to see her. Probably. They usually have little meetups and conferences, and I was, you know, looking at it, and Van's information is still up there, and so I think, um, I think uh, we have one, uh, one of the senators coming in. So, am I including all this in the radio show? Yeah, yeah, okay. We're talking. It's, so, we're, it's about us today. All right. It's not about anybody else. It's about the three of us. Okay. Yeah. So, That's I, my life. I think it's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing because, you know, the Academy, even even if she decides to just go regular, it's an amazing line. Mm-hmm. What does she want to study? Initially, she wants to study business and marketing, but I think when she catches kind of all the feels for what the Navy has to offer, she's going to do something that she never thought she would ever consider in her life. And that? so... I don't know. Oh, it's okay. yet to be well, determined. I don't know. That's a you know, good. and that's something where we're taking the trip to Annapolis and then we go to Colorado Springs in October. And so I've never seen somebody so all in on something before. And it's exciting to watch your kid know that um, the ultimate sacrifice, right, could be her dying for our freedom. And as a parent, that's ugh, gut-wrenching, right? It is. But also to have those words come out of her mouth and say that she's not only willing to to make that sacrifice in the interim, she's understanding the bigger picture where, hey, listen, I can put my five years of service in. I get a free top 
quality education. I get all of these life skills. I get all these opportunities. Um, that's that's amazing. You I know? can tell you that when my son graduated, two masters, great job, great. I mean, everything mm-hmm. from the military. Mm-hmm. He also said, because I said, I'm not paying for one ounce of college because mm-hmm. you have to earn it yourself. Right. And, you know, think about the countries. Every country has their... We're about the only country right now that does not have a um, a military um, where you have to, to right be a requirement. A requirement. Or a, you go anywhere else, you mm-hmm. have to go. Israel, you have to be. I uh, feel like that is is definitely a thing, and also the food service industry. I feel like everybody needs to do a stint of some sort in the food service industry and the military. Why are you rolling your eyes at me? Because food, I mean, you have to cook and all that. Listen, that's not something learning that would... to wait on people and having those life skills I and did. knowing how to tip and how to treat people and understanding that sometimes the person bringing your food isn't the reason why your food's late and you don't need to be such a bad word to them. You know, I yeah. think that that's you should important. probably do that. Then every couple of years, just take a break from your regular job and for and a couple go... of weeks, go out and be in the food service. You know, I, I was a waitress. Like the four I was years that I, I waited tables is good. You remember all I that just fine it, it gives you starts pe- to get a little fuzzy to me you waited tables no, i owned the I restaurant deliver pizza i yeah. owned a restaurant i owned alexandra Listen, I, 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 it gives me ptsd to think about it you know i still am the person that puts all the trash on the plates make I sure everything's too. picked off the floor and you can tell somebody that's waited tables before they will do that and I then the that. other people i do that well i'm just saying no there's other people right. that have yeah. never had a stint in no. food service and they leave it a mess and they tip two dollars on a hundred dollar check and if that's you out there listen no we're I, watching you and we're Carmen's watching you. Get are you, you sure it's people see i don't know if you're in the right demographic okay. here because i think maybe it's just conservatives or religious people who are that thoughtful and not just people who have been in the food service. I don't know. I feel like I've met a lot of people of all different types of views and religions and everything else. And I'm just saying I tip very well. Sometimes I overboard, but I always feel like there is a service. I see. And people think that the Jewish people do not tip. Look at you busting all that out. Wow. I tip. I tip well. I know that makes I feel like it's only the right thing to do because that's what their their job is. Right. You know? right. But I expect for you to tip me also. Give well, me, yeah. You know, I want to make sure that you take care of me when you come well, and yeah, do your, me. Do your job. I mean, that's that's how it works. This show is brought to you by Roberto Perez, Miller Title, Texas. And our podcast is brought to you by Mr. Jose Guillen with Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and Farmers Branch. Follow me on Facebook, Alexandra Friends 660. Uh, one thing I do want to say this evening, I want to thank Liz Castaneda, who is our social media, for a great job she has done. Our Facebook has just really, really, and our website looks fabulous. Wonderful. We have a lot of a lot of wonderful uh, commentaries on that. I know so she's got to, a lot of things on her plate, and oh, making that a priority is awesome. Thank you so much, Liz. And sometimes I get a little upset with myself for not learning how to do it, but, you know, She's done an amazing job, and and, and I'm, I'm very excited. And I'll tell you why, because the Beatles have been a big thing on that. The last two days, I've had nothing but calls this right. from and, our last week's show. And yes. Yeah, and wasn't it a great show this past Wednesday when we saw JPGR perform? Oh, my God. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And they performed also at the Three Nations this week for a fundraiser for the uh, soup kitchen that Benavid- Carolyn Benavides, who was our guest here, they're moving to the church, the whole uh, organization. So they had a fundraiser for so, that. But she's still going to have the location, the pizza place, but they're just moving the Thanksgiving Day to the kitchen. church. But also, she also has a second restaurant now called Amici's Downtown Carrollton. 
and she's doing so well. But the um, Amici uh, named after the actor Don Amici. What kind of food is Amici? Italian, Italian. Would have to be. But remember Daisy, uh, Daisy um, um, Palomo that was here. Yes, yes. She and her are, are there. She's a um, pastor also, uh-huh. so they're moving to her church. Yeah, and it's going to be very awesome. Big. How does so. she manage all of that? I don't know God. Okay. Yeah, it gotta be God. God, divine I mean, it's, it's divine because Absolutely. you know people ask me, "How do you do this? How you went to this? And we'll do that and do this and and still have time for just to say thank you, God. It's God. Mm-hmm. Every morning you wake up, say, "God guide me," and that it'll take you. And sometimes uh, he might. That's a good habit to be in. I do every morning my Torah and everything else. So let's talk a little bit about this horrible, horrible incident outside of San Antonio. Uh, Yes. Oh my God! This was a tragic situation. I saw that there, there was fifty plus people that had passed, and but tell me this: the the driver was gone. They just left this semi. Explain to me what all had happened. Well, my understanding from reading the news is that. The drivers just left the trailer and left. And somebody that was going by heard some noises and they heard somebody crying for help. Well, I heard that there was bodies along the road, too. Well, that they jumped. Uh, How did, I, did, I say, well, there are 16 people, including four children, were taken to local hospitals. I understand maybe. They so not it. everyone that was in there died. Right. right. That's what that's what the news says. They also have taken three people into custody mm-hmm. that yeah. they saw. I think they tried to open the door from inside and jumped out because it, it, they had to do something. This this lady that heard the the city worker heard a cry for help, and uh, from uh, she opened the door and discovered a horrible. Situation. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? It just it. This is this is the bad part about this. Open borders, bring this mm-hmm. because you cannot continue. We cannot continue this. And it's not like this is the first time that something no, like this has happened. So you would think that people would be more aware, more cautious, that the word would have spread to people who were trying to come over here that the potential for you to die in one of these kind of trailers is big. But I don't understand. And this is just my ignorance. How does the how is the trailer not checked coming through the border? They probably had a, uh, how they do uh, my uh, Pre-check, pre-screen. They, they pre-check, they, but they put them in containers. You know, remember we have trailers coming with food and mm-hmm. all this. There's a lot, of, a lot of times they put them in containers, and the containers they just come through. They don't check. Every they don't container. check containers. So uh, one of the things about now, just think about how many families do not know their their relative is dead. Yeah. How many they're they're from Mexico City, Guatemala, right? Uh, Honduras. So how many people are waiting for their family to write them a letter? But they're dead. I mean, this is something we we've got to start. We've got to st- stop this. We've got to. Well, but then the other side is right. They're just coming to America to have a better life. They're coming to America because they're going to work. They're going to work jobs that Americans are not going to work. Right? You have all of this other background mm-hmm. talk, right? So, what's the solution? Well, right now I'm reading the death toll rises to 51 after Mexican and Guatemalan migrants stacked in San Antonio. 51. But solution is we have we cannot have open borders, you know. We have to if they want to come. There's you you have visas, you have permits, you got. But then, but how do you prevent that from not having in with closed borders? By preventing uh, the story from getting back to them that hey, they're just letting everybody come over, and you can be shipped wherever the government doesn't care, and you know, 
by by word of mouth that the penalties are going to be severe and that we're stopping everyone. That's how we stop it. Okay, so to your point, with with the understanding that they're going to sit for days in a trailer and knowing that the ultimate penalty could be their demise. Right. I mean, that still hasn't stopped. So if you word of mouth gets back to them. Okay, you you know you're going to face harsher penalties. People are already willing to die to come here. Yes, and I, I know, but if they realize that the end will be pointless, like if they get caught, mm-hmm. then they're going to be shipped back. They're going to be deported. But they that, may not be. But that's all that we can do. What they may not be. If yeah, they may not be under Biden. Yeah. But if that's the solution, I'm saying yes. Right now, they may not be, and that's not what we okay, have right now. And then is not what a if they come here and they they have a child? Now, what does that look like? Well, because isn't that, aren't they granted automatic citizenship if no. you're born no, here in the no, States? No, no, when no, was that no. ever not a thing? It, 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 it never, never has was. been. Never has been. What do you mean? That's, no. that's a, that is a misnomer and that is kind of a leftist talking point. It's really not that way. That's not the way the law reads. It's not if you come over here and have a, just have a baby that the baby's automatically. I mean, I've known people that have. That has happened. When they're 21 years old, they can they can request their parents, but not before. I mean, the right. child is an American citizen because it was born here, but mm-hmm. the parents have, right. you know, a lot of people do that. They come and, and have the baby here right. and then mm-hmm. they go back. But that's they don't it, they just don't become. And under, yeah. un, under some administration, I'm not saying the now, military saying the baby. is different. Military is different. That's true. Military is different. Under some administration's policies, like under Obama, he's got the whole DACA thing. Right. But. You're not supposed to be able to come here and have a baby and the baby's a citizen and therefore you get to stay with the American citizen. It doesn't make any sense and that's not the way that our laws are written. That's not the way the Constitution reads. That's not what precedent says. Well, if they're in the DACA status, that's that's yeah. right now legal. Yeah. So that's what it is. But we, we've got to have a, you know, you cannot walk into Germany or have a car into Germany or swim into Germany. Every, I mean, we have to have some kind of a, a of a force. You cannot walk into Mexico. If you go to Mexico and stay there, you go to jail. We have got to put our borders. Uh, borders are like a, like your home. If you let everybody come in with the key, you don't have a house mm-hmm. anymore. So in these incidents, you know, a lot of them walk through uh, Arizona and they die in, in, in yeah. the desert. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I understand you want to come here. Uh, you know, a lot of people say we hate America, but everybody wants to, it's nice to get here. But one of the things I think we have to go back is the countries where they're coming from, they need to do better for their people. That's the biggest thing. The The countries where they live, they need to start working with their countries, become involved to cha- to make a change. Do you not agree? Well, I think, There's so I think, many things that I agree with, but I just don't know, understand how you get the people that make the decisions agree, Right. The Democrats agree with you, too, but they think the solution is just sending them piles of money down to the third world countries. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we cannot continue. This is this is just very tragic and it's just horrible. And I think uh, I think the people that they're called coyotes, that's what they're called. And they get paid maybe five thousand per person or ten thousand. And just think about it. it's a tragedy. I guess today in the today's world. Killing some people does That's the issue, right? I mean, that's the issue issue. that somebody is willing to. And and this is what it all comes back to. It comes back to the money for everything. Everything is money. And if you're willing, I mean, to. But then you also hope that those people, the three people, you know, 
will they suffer for the rest of their lives knowing what they did? And that's... Are you kidding? I don't think that today... I mean, today is all easy. You kill somebody, that's it. You Who cares? All right. Talking about that, what about the Roe versus Wade overturn? Where are your thoughts with that? My thoughts is it should have been done a long time ago because it is not... The, the United States of America's Constitution does not give you the right to kill anybody. Period. So you can do that on your own. Do you? you no, know, it's it's a, it's a, the states can give you. I don't know any country where you can walk in and have a, a an abortion. But if you want to have one, it's between you, your doctor, and your conscience. Why should I pay for it? Why should you pay for it? It had, should never been in the Constitution. I think it was the worst mistake. Yeah, the, the mistake was reading it into the Constitution. The liberal uh, activist judges that were around in 73 read something that wasn't there, a right to privacy. And that's that after that, things were just built on top of it, and it got worse. And so what you're telling me, well, you cannot have an abortion. Yes, you can. I was reading uh, some something on a Facebook or somewhere was saying that uh, let's see. Several companies will pay your trip to California mm-hmm. to have an abortion. So you got it. I mean, they, they if you want to get rid of your child, you have the availability. Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse for all this burning and all that. The only problem I have is you want to do it. It has to be from you. You you take the responsibility and you deal with it. Mm-hmm. But don't take our tax money for you to do that. And it has nothing to do with the law of the United States. So with that being said, what else is being done to maybe prevent abortion as being used as a method of birth control? And this is this is coming from a mom. I have five daughters. You think that's not a concern for me? Yes. I mean, I've got three of them that are grown and gone now. They all have their own children. And thank the Lord I made them, you know, got them out of the house without having any issues, any issues. But to be unrealistic and say that your child is going to wait until marriage to have sexual intercourse, right, and mm-hmm. take that chance, you best believe that all my kids are on the pill. I put them all on the pill when they were 16. And, and, and that's not condoning anything, but kids are dumb, and they make dumb decisions. Yes. And when you know that your child potentially is getting involved with somebody and that could be an option, I am going to pick that birth control to prevent a poor choice, knowing that my child baby is going to make that poor choice. And I think that that's, that's a tough one, right? Because yeah. you don't want, you don't want that for your no, kid. You don't, no. and you don't want to be the mom that's condoning that, but I'm also very realistic. Yes. And you have to be realistic, but again, has nothing to do with the, with the government of the United States sure. of America. It has to do with your conscience, with what you believe. But you have all these other people judging you for right. that. But also it cannot be a business, just like plan, yeah. uh, plan, um, Parent, Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. that's a business for them. Now, what's, uh, uh, th- that to me is, you, you know, it's like, you know who's, who are the, the worst part of it is? African-Americans are the most attracted to this. They, they suffer, they, the poor people, they, they just go and, and have an abortion anytime. My name is Michael Clark, and I am the producer, and Alexandra Fincher is sitting next to me, and we've also got Courtney Hathcock. And we are talking about lots of stuff today. We don't have a guest. And we have finished off last segment talking about um, the recent Roe v. Wade decision. But let me quickly say that this show is sponsored by Jose Guillen. Uh, the podcast is. And uh, the radio show is sponsored by Roberto Perez of Miller Title, Texas. So you had said before we broke for commercial that the black population accounts for the majority of the abortions. And then I asked for data. Show me the data. 
Well, one of the studies that people refer to when they make that claim of the 40% is the Guttmacher Institute uh, Facts on Induced Abortion in the United States. And you can find that online at Guttmacher.org, G-U-T-T-M-A-C-H-E-R.org. And Michael just told us that, the, uh, that uh, it's almost 40% of the, uh, of, the, of the adults that go to a Planned Parenthood. My problem I have is that, so now uh, they're making money. Planned Parenthood is making money. And it's like, a, well, you don't want a baby, so your baby ha- is maybe doesn't have any toes and maybe doesn't have a eyes and stuff. Oh, I don't want him. I want to get rid of him. What what happens? So when we start killing our children, we start killing each other. Mm-hmm. And what happens to our country and to your future? What's well, just look around you. Life is devalued. People don't care. People don't care what they do to you. People don't care what they do to themselves. Uh, well, I, I think that's the part of it where I don't understand. I value God gave us this body, gave us this heart, and gave us this brain. We can't just destroy it. Right. And when you don't have God inside anymore, which I, I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Everybody's their own God. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays their own God. You can just, you know, heck, what, what happens if at the ninth month you decide, I don't want the baby today. What, what are you going to do in the ninth month? And they, they want you to get rid of it. What are you going to do? What, is about, what, what about that baby? Plenty of options. Lots of people will no, want but, to adopt the baby. No, I'm, I'm saying you want to have an abortion when the baby is eight and a half months. What, just, There's not one single European country that allows that, by the way. No, neither in Mexico. It's true. You cannot have an abortion in most European countries after 15 weeks. And where, what is the law now? What, what was it? Up to 15 weeks as well? Where? Here. Here. Yeah. In the United States? Yeah. It's state by state. State by state. I know that there was some law that passed a few years ago that it, it carried quite a ways. Months and months you could have an abortion. Where was that? Was it New York? New York. Yeah. New York, yeah. New York, I think it was like. You could fully, you could abort a fully. Full term. Yeah. Full term. They're after yeah. 36 weeks or at 36 weeks. So just, you know, think about, um, I mean, you know, and again, I'm going to go back and say, if in, the, in our Jewish religion, uh, the the mother is first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're having an, and you become very, something happens during the birth and all that, they're going to they save, save the, the mother mom. first. Mm-hmm. Okay. But to me, God is so powerful. I want to make sure that that child is first. Well, and I don't think it's so much that you have a population of people that use abortions as a form of birth control. Mm-hmm. That, and I think that is the the bigger issue, right? And then I've got some. You, you remember Ray Cash? We had him on the show. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I love I, for him coming back. Oh yeah, he's great. And we got into it the other day at a basketball tournament. We're sitting there screaming at each other about this. And now, now I. I'm upset that the that Roe versus Wade was overturned. Okay, um, because I feel like that's going to put people in a lot of red states that are going to not have the option. I know you're saying yes, there's companies that will fly them to California, things like that. But there's situations sometimes that don't have that much time. Okay, and I'm not talking about um, you know you got hammered one night and you made a bad choice and you got pregnant. Those are not situations, but that's education, right? And and so when I was talking to to Ray and his wife Kristen, you know, their whole premise is you know, the religious aspect of it that you're not to have sex until you're married, right? You're not to put yourself into that situation. You need to be in a loving committed relationship and then and then that removes the whole well, oh, I got pregnant, what do I do? Right? And now 
So I guess that's my whole thing. Where are the options for people? And, you know, we got talking. I went to Planned Parenthood as a college student because my mother did not support the, the, the sex before marriage. But sometimes it just happens, right? It happens and you make those choices. Like I said, kids are dumb. Grownups are dumb. But when you are driving by a Planned Parenthood and you see people standing out there screaming at you and they don't know why you're going and they don't know if it's your annual visit. They don't know if you're getting a birth uh, birth control refill. They don't know if you're getting an STD check and they're screaming at you. Do you think that maybe that's a little intimidating for a teen that's about to make a decision and trying to get on birth control? Like, where is the option to help offset those pregnancies? Help me understand. Well, why would you go to Planned Parenthood to get your to get a checkup, to get all these things? Why don't you go to your doctor? Because Planned if, Parenthood has become a place where you go. But for, what if you have a parent that doesn't allow that? That tells you, why would you need to go get checked? You shouldn't be sexually active. Why do you need to be on birth control? You shouldn't be sexually active. What What does a kid do? And then and then you continue this behavior. And where do, where do where do they go? And then now you're in a situation where your kid is now pregnant. Help me help me understand. And that's what I'm saying. I I have a different outlook because I have five daughters, five, and so I was always very open with my children about that. And and very, uh, I took them to the doctor. I at 15, I took them all to the doctor, and I explained to them the process, and I explained to them, I don't want you doing this. I don't condone this. I don't I don't agree with it. But you know what? They all do really dumb stuff, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they make really poor decisions. This is true. And being a parent, you naturally want to save them from the results of their poor decisions. But really, that's robbing them of their life experiences. If you don't let them suffer the consequences of the decisions that they've made, then you are robbing them of the the reality of life, learning about how things actually happen when you make the wrong decision and how it affects you. Um, my mother got pregnant at 15 and she thought about aborting my half brother, Mm -hmm. but she was in a Catholic family with five girls and she gave the baby up for adoption after spending months at a Catholic camp for pregnant girls. And that was the way they did it back in the Mm seventies where my mom in the place where my mom grew up. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, what the girls do Whatever you do, don't go to Planned Parenthood where you think that the pressure is coming from the outside with the people trying to turn you away when the pressure is really coming from the inside where they're pressuring you into trying to kill a baby. That's where the real pressure is coming from. Go to a crisis pregnancy center. There are hundreds of them across the United States. I can give you the address for 20 of them here in but, the DFW and, area. And, I, and that's that's good. But I I want it to be that that the choice is made if they're going to do that, it doesn't result in a pregnancy. Where, where is that? Where do those kids go if they're trying to make an adult decision to have sex and they're trying to be, quote, safe about it, right? And like I said, I don't condone sex before me. I don't, I don't, I, I want to make it clear, but it happens. You know, it happens. I've seen three teenagers go through my house and I've seen all their friends around. I know it happens, right? What, what, what as a parent, let's talk to the parents out there that are, that are very much, that mentality and then they end up having to have the decision is to they're going to let their child and their child keep the baby or they're going to put up for an adoption i mean well, I think, why do we have to get to that point when it could have been prevented that's a good that that is good. i'm just but it's I, not it's not the government to tell you first of all abortions are not 
in the Constitution. The Constitution does not fine. give you. Yeah, that's but, fine. But you see, everybody says well, they, they they took this away. No, the the Constitution does not give you the right to do away with somebody. So the next thing could be your. So now, wait a minute. If I recall correctly, there was a Doctor Carvakian or whatever. What was Kevorkian. his name? Kevorkian. Sure, Doctor Death. Yeah, Doctor Death. Yeah. What about him? So let's well, t- let's I talk mean, about that. And that's that's the other thing. Why are we letting? Why did my mom have to suffer right when she was done and ready to go? I mean, these are all the things. But why? It works both ways. It right? works both ways. So, but that's what I'm saying. It works both ways. So why are? Why, that's why people are upset because they're not given the choices. And it's it's you're, we've got a group of pissed off people that are mad because they were forced to wear. I mean, let's break down the mask or now they're forced to get a vaccine. But then those same people that were pissed off about that are now upset that you, you the right has been taken away constitutionally of people doing those choices. That's there I is see, no right. It, the Constitution does not give you. And, the and right. I understand that. That's why people don't understand. They've got there's no right. How can I you ask me to use my te- my money mm-hmm. for you to send to Planned and Parenthood. And I'm just playing devil's advocate no, with no, you. No, no, that's right. But there's no such thing as right. Is that? Okay, but Am then, I saying the but right then thing? go back to You're Dr. Right. Kevorkian. But he was a doctor that you would come in and pay to have him take you. I mean, right. that was it. Well, what? so now the the thing about it is to me, he was, he was, he, you, you would go and sit down and say, I want to pay you. But you were, that was your decision. You want to you want to give that decision. So what's your life? That it's you're your life. With. You're dealing with your life. But what about the this baby? There's no I reason. Get it. There's no reason to punish that baby. What What about this baby? for your mistake? That's my problem. And it's not the government. I mean, you the, when they keep saying the right, you have no right. Right. There's and no, no right. and no rights have been stripped away. either. Nobody. I mean, they've this, just sent it back to the, to the states. states where they need to be. Because that, I mean, so that there's more local control and local control means control of the local citizens of that state to decide their own laws, their own laws and, and also, not make it federal. And also, if you want to do that, there's going to be places, there's going to be doctors. You can always move to one of the states that's more liberal go, if you want go. to use abortion as birth control, which is extremely dangerous because you could bleed out. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, don't you think inside of you later on, what, what, yeah. You live with that, you live with that choice forever. And I've known people that have had it and it is the single most regrettable thing of their life. It is. Imagine you gave, you have five girls. Yeah. What would, you know, and you could think in your head, well, I really didn't want, would you tell your daughter, I really didn't want you, but I had you. Did, did you ever meet anyone who gave someone up for adoption and said that that was their worst signal thing of their life? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, and was that because they wanted to kill the baby instead or because they wanted to keep the baby? I think that there there is a group of people out there that know that they made a mistake and know that they can't provide the best opportunity for the child that they are giving birth to. So they give it up for adoption. But they right. forever have to live with that and sure. know that at the time of their life, this goes back to your consequences, they were not in a position to properly raise that baby. Right. right. That affects everybody still, right? Every that that is a a whole web that's thrown out mm-hmm. that forever mm-hmm. affects all those people. So remember, we had our show of Liz Castaneda with her baby with the little girl oh, that yeah. they adopted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just think that that mm-hmm. ba- that child has a wonderful family. Yes, and it's amazing. Adoption the, is a wonderful adoption thing. is a wonderful thing, and 
and and again, you it's and your abortion choice. is the ending of a life. A life. Adoption is the beginning. The of beginning a new of life. life. Again, you know, you do whatever you want to do with your life, and and, and it's your choice. All I say is, it is not the law, mm-hmm. because when we start making laws to go ahead and get rid of somebody, the next thing is, knock knock. Hello, do you have a baby coming? We're going to get rid of it. Yep. I, it just forced sterilization thinking, is forced sterilization. A, I keep thinking of China. Yeah. During the Holocaust, actually, you don't, have, you don't even have to think of China. Thank you. Just go you back know? to America. Back in the like twenties and thirties, they were forcing certain populations to get sterilized. Yes, yes, but I also think of the knocking on the door in Germany, and, and you know, you, yeah. you you had a star. Mm-hmm. You had a, let's get you. So this is what to me is because God has given you this privilege to have a baby. It's a privilege. Okay. And we're going to get a lot more clarification on this uh, in a couple of weeks on a show further on down the road when we have Amy Wozlowski. I think that's how you say her last name. That's going to be a great, great show. She used to work for Planned Parenthood and now she is involved in pro-life advocacy and we're going to have her on the show. So be sure to check back a podcast or tune back into the radio show for that. And so this show is brought to you by Roberto Perez, Miller Title. Please like us on Facebook, www.facebook, Alexandra and Friends 660. <laughs> well, did I say that incorrect, right? Kind of. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Or let's look at our website, alexandrafriends.com, and like us and enjoy our show and let us know that you like it. Also, please follow us and give us a, your opinions. Yes. I'm Alexandra, and Courtney's with me tonight, and mm-hmm. so is Michael Clark, our Hello. producer. We're Our show today is about life, health, wealth, and love, and we love it all. And basically, we're focusing on current events. On current events, yes. And, and it's between me and Courtney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to lose this one. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just trying to make no. sure, you know, I'm... I try not to judge. I try not to force my opinions, even though it comes across that way, because just I am very direct, but... I do appreciate the fact that you you are still giving people the you know the your opinion that if they want to do what they want to do that's fine do it, it just doesn't do it. it doesn't need to come out of your pocket and doesn't need to be federally mandated or that's exactly a, right whatnot. that's exactly right but we've got more stuff that's come yes. out more yes. current events what else do we have Michael okay so there was the Kennedy versus Bremerton School District and and this uh, this past week the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Coach Joe Kennedy who had been fired from his coaching position at Bremerton School District in the state of Washington. And yes, Bremerton, Washington is a liberal hotbed. Uh, The school had told Coach Kennedy that he could not pray on the football field following his team's games on Friday nights, and the court said the Constitution protects private religious expression even in a public location like that. And he wasn't even going out to the middle of the field doing it on, you know, at the 50-yard line or anything. It was the corner of the Who started this? The coach did. No, no, no. Oh, like Who? way back in the day? No, 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 no. Like, why all of a sudden? I mean, he's probably been coaching for a long time. Why now? Why is there a problem? Somebody, what, what happened? Somebody, somebody mad. Him. Well, well, it's because they're godless commies. Wow. That's why. They reported him uh, after the game. He wins the but game. But did the parents, were the parents upset? No, no the I think no. it was another Well, maybe coach. it was one parent who, came, who uh, was upset and went up to the school, but the school was the one who told him not to do it, and that's why there was a whole mm. it's Bremerton School District versus Kennedy. That's why the, yep. it's titled that. Because and so he won. He got his job back, but he's not going no, back. No, his job's to... not back yet. The interview was he's waiting for the attorneys to call him. Do we have anything else to say on that? Other no, than I'm, yay? I heard, but I just want to tell you, Officer Tatum was so... Wonderful yesterday. Right. He's, Brandon Tatum heard here on the Salem Radio Network. He's um, amazing. Check your local listings. 
He told him, don't go back. Stay in Texas. Oh, yeah. Go to Florida yeah. because you don't need to be. Tennessee. Yeah. Someplace awesome. So he's, he was laughing. He says, awesome. he, he is he is fighting right now because, you know, he has attorneys to try and see that they have no offering his job back or anything. So right. and his pay. Remember, he's been without working. I no don't pay. think that I would go back. I don't either, but I would want my money. As much as I love the kids, the students, the football team, whatever, I don't. Yeah, I would want my money. Sure. Money. I want my pay. But I don't. I wouldn't go back to that school district. How long has it been since he's been without a job? Did since I got paid? I no, don't know. Um, I mean, I'm poor over here. No, I'm talking about how long has it been since this happened? He's been without a job. Like a year. A year. Yeah. You well, know, it takes a while to get things to the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. You know, it would be great if everyone could 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 mind their own business and stay in their own <laughs> lane, but then also just be kind and helpful and giving. <laughs> like, how do you? How is? How do we all get wouldn't back that to that? Be great. Right. So, what was the other the, the one? Okay, the other one, it was Carson versus Macon, and that was a 6-3 decision. Supreme Court ruled that religious schools can't be excluded from a program that offers tuition and aid for private education. That means if the state offers vouchers, the parents can choose to use that education to the best they see fit. I am so glad about that because if they want to go to a Catholic Catholic school or a Kiba school, they can use those vouchers for that. Right. Where before, I think that your vouchers and whatever tax money goes to your school district, that should, should be. be used whichever way your student needs it. I think that is a great idea. And if you have, have no student you know, in your you family, like, you should you be able to How do you feel about choose. that? I have no opinion on this. I don't completely understand, I feel like. Well, what happens if the state has vouchers, mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't want to sell my child. I never have gone to a public school, mm. okay? But if I don't want to send, the, the, we have a Kiva school, we have Catholic school. Mm-hmm. We, that voucher, instead of going to the public school, will go to that particular Oh, I see. So the voucher yeah. exists to be, in the beginning. I think it was to choose if you were in a bad school district, you didn't want to send your kid to that particular school. Mm-hmm. You want to send them somewhere else. You have a voucher that Got will it. allow you to pay for the cost of whatever it is to get them to that other school or to a private school. But the state of Maine was having a problem or somebody. Do you say the state of Maine? State of Maine, yes. They have issues in Maine? Yeah, there's problems in Maine. You know, it's not just all lobsters and frivolous fun. I've never heard of Maine having a problem. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever heard of Kenny Bunkport? Yeah, I'm from Boston. We went to L.L. Bean. That's like what I remember. They were extremely upset that there is a Republican conservative living there in Kenny Bunkport. Well, I, I have, I stayed at the, um, I can't remember the name. It's like Nonantum, uh, and it overlooks the Bush compound. Uh-huh. So I, I sat there looking out at the water. And you didn't at know the that Bush... the locals hated them for that? No. I mean, I was, you know, I was early 20s. I had yeah, no clue, okay. you know? Okay. Well, I think it's awesome. And I think, I think I really agree with this decision. I think that the vouchers should count for Christian schools or Shiva or wherever you want to send your kids. Or Muslim schools, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Be, be, I mean, we're that's what is part about it. If you want to use it yeah. to, to, you know, as long as you don't use it to go to the grocery store and buy groceries with it, you know. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and there is one more decision that uh, I read about, which was the state. Was it the state of New York? I think it's the state of New York cannot randomly choose which people get to own guns because they were having just whatever bureaucrat they put in charge say. Oh, yeah, you haven't really demonstrated that you need to carry a firearm. Oh, that was fabulous. So uh, we're going to reject you. It wasn't on the basis of criminal activity. It wasn't on the basis of mental cognition or anything or age or anything like that. It was just like random bureaucracy thrown back in your face. No, you can't carry a gun. Oh, sorry, you get shot next weekend. That's the state of New York, right? That was New York. and But it applies because it's Supreme Court. It applies to all the states that had any similar laws like that. 
and now you're going to be able to carry a gun uh, more freely. There's still going to be restrictions that they're allowed to put on, but, you know, it'll be more free. More free. More free is better. I want to go back a little bit. We're talking about guns because everybody has gone a little berserk on guns. Guns do not kill. It's the person that kills. But let me just tell you, in Ubalde, I'm going back to all the records of this young guy that did all this killing. Yeah. He has been under the the, the supervision of, of of the law for you know they they've been he's been in trouble in trouble in trouble yeah in and trouble. and all that's been sealed though and because he was a minor because he was a minor so what happens here we are they're blaming everybody instead of blaming the parents have have to do with that mm-hmm. the the poor grandmother is part of their shelter but it has to do with the police there they they knew about this guy why did they not do something before and stop him. I mean, yes, 100%. It sounds like the Uvalde police have just really failed. Yeah. But I think I read somewhere, too, that the day after he turned 18, he walked in and that's when he purchased the the guns or something. Did I read that? So, But this goes back to, again, I'm all for, you know, I'm a gun-toting son of a gun myself, but... There should be checks. There's got to be. There's got to be. There's checks. got to be better checks on it than when you turn 18 and your records are sealed. That's the problem right that, there. And, and so nobody can do a back a proper background check on you because the check the um yeah. What am I trying to say? It's like a sp- expunged. It's sponged. not really expunged. No, it's no, just no. Sealed. But you can't sealed. access it. Yes. Right. So 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 pe- that is a that's a silly part of the whole thing that I think should be exposed. And I know that. It shouldn't just be made public whatever people did and the judge put under a seal. That That's not what well, I'm trying to say. It should go to the police. The police. I mean, the police knew these things. The parents, you know, it, the problem, I, have, I went to buy a 22 not too long ago. I had to go through, you know, I had to fill out all this application, mm-hmm. everything. So, I, I, you know, they you get it done. Yeah. I mean, but, but then, like with everything, there's underground ways right. to purchase and... I don't know. There's it's tricky, but I think to say that, you know, we need to remove all arms and it's just that will never happen here. It will never happen. Well, it's, I it hope is not. just beating a I, dead it, horse. But, we need to figure but, something else out. But that's not the point. We that's not the point. You don't have no but the government has no rights. We have the right to be able to take care of ourselves. We have the right to to bear arms. It's on the constitution. But you see people like all, you and I, mm-hmm. we're not going around and killing people. Right. You? No. It's there's people that want there. There's evil and there's nothing you can do. This boy was evil. And these people do not have concealed carry permits. These people are not members of the NRA. You don't even this need it. You don't even need an LTC. But now. you get it's still education. I go yeah. and I go and shoot every week, you know. But the problem I have is nobody take, wants to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Every, they, so one person does. They want to take well, everything and away. Parents don't want to. And this goes back to, again, you know, your your pride, your shame, your whatever. You just you don't want to admit that your kids maybe has some issues. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to get them help. I don't I have no idea. But at the end of the day, I'll throw any of my kids under the bus. And, you know, I've done that before. And I, I want to tell you why it's so important if you're involved with children, whether you're a teacher or you employ children in your business or you're a coach and you see behavior that that potentially um, maybe the parent isn't seeing. And I'll give you an example. I have a, a daughter that's a addict alcoholic. She struggled since she was a teen. She had a job at a restaurant. And when everything came to a head and my my kid wrecked her car and and continued to drive it got pulled over once i talked to the officer uh she was driving on on bare wheels the tires had shredded and she was 
just sparking her way back home. She gets pulled over again by the same officer. And I said, I'm, I'm coming. Don't, don't arrest her. Let me come up there. Um, when all of that come to head, I got her into rehab within, you know, two or three days. I find out that she had been going to work high and the, the owners knew this, but they felt it wasn't their place to tell me. And I think of how many months went by where I could have maybe corrected that because I didn't, I didn't see it. You know, she worked at a restaurant, she came home late and she went to bed. Right. Um, And I hate to agree with Hillary Clinton, but it does take a village to raise a child. For sure. And I think that parents need to be more of the attitude that if another adult comes up to you and says, hey, your kid is doing such and such, you should take them seriously. Right. You should Don't believe be so them. defensive. Right. Don't defend It's okay. Your... Yes. Like I exactly. said in the very beginning of this, kids are dumb and they make the dumbest decisions. Well, we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. We know. And But the thing back then is my mother had no problem airing my dirty laundry <laughs> in an effort to help me be a better person. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are just wanting to post about how amazing life is and how great it is and put yeah. all these stories and look at my kid, look at my vacations, look at my new house. But inside those four walls, there's issues and it's okay to talk about it for the sake of raising good, kind uh, human beings. Yeah, but I mean, but right. don't you think that parents nowadays become friends of the kids? Too I've much. seen, oh my gosh. I've seen some mother, you know, they, they're going out with their child to the parties yeah. and all that. And what I want to tell you, I was raised in a home, my mother, my grandmother and my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. My mother was always in the military. So she was trying, my great grandmother was like this. My grandmother was like this and I never, we, we, this is the way it was. We are the members of the house. Mm-hmm. We follow the rules. Yeah. And if you don't follow them, you're not in the right. house. There's, There's a door. door. So much we could talk about, but you oh know, what? Gosh, we, know. I, we've flown by this. I this know evening this has is... been a, an amazing show. I think we need to do this one a bit more often. And I'd like to sum up Courtney. The solution is less internet mm-hmm. and more church. Yeah. I love it. I agree with that. More synagogue, yes. Sure. Shalom, shalom on that. I'll go to synagogue, sure. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is Alexander and Friends. You can check out all of our previous episodes via our podcast platform on alexanderandfriends.com. You can also like us on Facebook, Alexander and Friends 660. Shoot us a message. All of our contact information is on there. If you want to be a part of our show, you have a story to tell, if you'd like to advertise, please reach out to Alexander. Her number is 972-342-2932. And my email is alexandrafincher at gmail.com. Thank we'll you see so, you next time. Thank you so much. Night. Hey, soy Jose Guillén, dueño de All House Barbecue, y patrocinamos el show de Alejandra y Friends. Nuestros dos lugares están en Carrollton y Louisville. Nuestra página web es allhousebarbecue.com. Vengan a vernos. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh. Or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org.